0: hello everybody today our book we are going to be reading is called is it's an easy reader but it's called Ella's Umbrella so let's begin chapter one I love visiting grandpa he's an inventor you see he's always making special things for me to play with once he made a ball you can always catch, however high you throw it. He all, he also made a pencil that, that can draw any picture you like. Soon my inventions will be in all the toy shops, Ella, grandpa told me. Then I'll be rich and famous. I believed him too, or did or I did until last Saturday. An umbrella, grandpa, I asked. When I saw his new invention. It's not just any umbrella, said Grandpa. I could see that at one end it had a propeller, like a tiny windmill, and at the other was was a handle with lots of buttons on it. It's just started to rain. Grandpa winked. You can try it out in the garden. But when I went outside and opened the umbrella, it whooshed me right off my feet. Hey, Grandpa, I yelled over my shoulder, this umbrella can fly. Exactly, Ella, Grandpa shouted from the back door. So hold on tight and don't let go. Let go? That was the last thing I wanted to do. I was so excited. Chapter 2, Test Drive. The umbrella took me out of the garden and suddenly I was... Floating just above the street. Luckily, it didn't go too high. The people coming towards me looked amazed. Watch out, I called ahead. I'm still learning how this thing works. My warnings didn't go, go- any good. A postman a postman dropped his bag of letters. A delivery woman spilled a tray of cakes. "'Excuse me. Sorry,' I cried as I swept along the street, leaving all sorts of trouble behind me. "'Just then my phone began to to ring. "'It was Grandpa. How do you like the new umbrella?' "'Ella,' Grandpa asked. "'It's wonderful,' I said, but how do I steer it?' "'Easy!' Grandpa chuckled. "'Twist the handle to the left if you want to go left. "'Twist to the right if you want to go right.' Just practice a bit. So I practised a bit and guess what? It worked. Soon I could steer my umbrella anywhere. I floated happily through the rain. Thanks, grandpa, I whispered to myself, This is great. As I drifted along I noticed a tourist in a big floppy hat. He was looking at a map of the city. I couldn't see I couldn't see his face, but I felt sorry for him at once. It's not much fun being lost in lost weather like this, I thought, unless the tourist seemed a bit familiar. But when I looked again, he'd gone. Three. Umbrella boat. Where shall I go next, I wonder? Come on, umbrella, it took me off at once. We skimmed downhill towards the river. I meant to stop at riverbank but got timing all wrong. Instead, I fell straight into the water. But my umbrella came tumbling in with me. My umbrella landed upside down in the water. I landed the right way up. I bobbed gently from side to side in my own umbrella boat. Umbrella... ''You're amazing,'' I exclaimed. ''It's stopped raining now and you're still keeping me dry.'' I grinned from ear to ear. Just then something on the riverbank caught caught my eye. No, not something, someone. The tourist in a floppy hat was back. He was staring harder than ever at his map. ''He must be really lost,'' I thought. ''Why doesn't he go into a shop or or ask a police officer? They'd be happy to help him.'' Chapter 4 I didn't have time to worry about the tourist I'd spotted. A couple of buttons on the umbrella's handle that I, didn't, that I hadn't pressed yet. OK, umbrella, I said, let's see what else you can do. But I must have done something wrong because three things happened at once. My umbrella flipped the right way up. The handle tucked itself underneath me like a seat of a swing. And the propeller began to spin and spin and spin. I shot straight out of the wall water I mean and across the river bank, like a rocket on its way to the moon. Well, maybe not quite as fast as that. I gave the tourist a nasty surprise too. My foot touched his shoulder as I shot past. It was an accident, but it knocked him backwards into the rubbish bin behind him. Sorry, I yelled, but all I heard was the sound of the rubbish bin lid clanging shut. After that, I could only hear one sound. It was the zzzz of the propeller on my umbrella. Yes, my umbrella. Ella's umbrella. I began to feel more and more proud of my umbrella. It was almost like a helicopter. I saw it up and up and up. Soon I was whizzing over every corner of the city i zoomed through the patches of cloud and patches of the blue sky i swooped over hundreds of rooftops i did a final loop the loop around the famous clock tower and at the hall at the town hall i landed near grandpa's workshop as neatly as a bird on a branch and chapter 5 Grandpa was wearing a thick, fluffy dressing gown. No, Grandpa was wearing a thick, fluffy dressing gown. Trust me, to fall into such a mucky rubbish bin, he grumbled. It took me an hour scrubbing to get rid of the stink. Hang on. You mean it was you all along, Grandpa? I gasped. You were the tourist in the floppy hat. He nodded and pulled the face. But why, Grandpa, I asked. I wanted to let you try out the umbrella on your own, Ella, but I couldn't resist coming to watch. I wanted to see if my latest invention was as clever as all the others, and it was. I didn't expect to end up in a rubbish bin, though. He began to laugh at himself. I started to laugh, too, as I pictured Grandpa's feet sticking out of the bin. Everyone should have an umbrella like mine, I beamed. Maybe one day everyone will, Ella smiled, Grandpa, when you're rich and famous, you mean. Exactly, he said. So the next time you're in a good toy shop, look for a ball you can always catch and a pencil that you can draw any picture you like. But don't stop there. If you look a little further, you may spot an umbrella with my name on it. Ella's umbrella. And that is the end of the book. I really hope you enjoyed it today and um, I'm sorry I haven't uploaded any videos in a long time and there will still be loads of story time coming up and I really hope um, you enjoy and keep listening to all of the new episodes coming up in the future. I might see you guys tomorrow. Oh yeah, I'm at school but i might do one after school if i'm lucky so guys yeah stay stay safe and stay safe and take care hello everybody today we we are reading uh today we are going to be reading a a, australian book because i was actually born there and I brought it there a couple of years ago before I moved to a different country. So right now, and it's called I Saw Santa in Queensland. And if you don't know where Queensland is, it's a really big part of Australia where um it's really popular. It's got loads of cities like Sydney, um, Brisbane, um, Victoria Point and loads of stuff like that. So let's get straight into this, and there might be a few rhymes in here. And let's go. Santa's not planned his holiday this year. Mrs. Claus said, "Shall we go to Cle- Queen- Queensland, my dear? You've told us how you've told us how it is your favourite place. But remember, the children should not see your face." Yes, Queensland said Santa. The place has it all. Great sights, tasty bites, super shops, and big and small. Mrs. Claus said, let's pack. We can head off tonight. Remember what I said you must keep out of sight. The sleighs loaded up. They are keen to explore. There is so much to see on their Queensland tour. Through Gold Coast and Brisbane and tra- tra- Um... Car... Tra- Oh yeah that's Kansas. They go. I love being back Santa said ho 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 Welcome to Queensland. It's a family tr- it's a family tradition where they go away to buy a few just remember this day So smart Mrs. Claus train prepared with a list. She knows what to buy no friend will be missed. Santa thinks buying nice gifts is quite tough, he's feeling confused, there's just so much stuff, his baskets soon fill up with goodies galore, such as meat pies, lamingtons, pullover and more. Reindeer is dressed in a clever disguise, so he will not be spotted by keen little eyes. He's ready to sightsee and have lots of fun, visiting each cool new place one by one. And in the picture, the reindeer is dressed up as a vampire by a shop. The clauses are done buying gifts for their th- for their friends. It's time for sightseeing before their trip ends. But at the North Pole, Head Elf checks the mail. He opens one letter and turns very pale. "Dear Santa, I want to be a zookeeper when I grow up. I would love a furry lion day for Christmas. Please, love Noah, age five, from Nambo. And if you don't know where Namba is, it is a big. It's a. I think it's a big city, and yeah, I think it's quite a big city in Australia near Sydney. P.S. Did I see you Australia Zoo? There was live with a big white beard eating ice cream in a giraffe lookout. Was it you, dear Santa? My favorite place in the whole wide world is the ocean. Please can I have a snorkel and flippers for Christmas? Thank you. By the way, was, when I was at Wet n Wild yesterday, I didn't have my glasses on while I was swimming, but I saw someone with a big white beard and a red-white bathing suit. Was it you? Please wait back and tell me. Love, Emma, A7 from Waters. So, if you don't know where Wet n Wild is, uh, it's it was, a, it was a theme park. In Brisbane, and it was near other theme parks called Movie World. That's one of them. I can't remember the other ones, but I have been to Wet n Wild before. It's just water. At home in the North Pole, Head Elf says, This won't do, one sighting is terrible. Now we've had two. Santa really should be taking more care. It seems more children have spotted in there. Dear Santa, I would love a big pink unicorn. I drew one for you here. Love, Bella, age five and a half, from Arverton. P.S. Did I see you at Dying dying Tree National Park, wearing green hiking boots? Uh, it sounded like you were whistling, waltzing, Matilda. Am I right? Please write back. Reading the mail, Head Elf shakes his head. This letter has caused him to turn slightly red. Hey Santa, was it you at the Gabba? I was there with my best friend Bobby. I know you you live in the North Pole, but it really just looked like you sitting on a bench wearing sunglasses and drinking a milkshake. Oh, and we would like a new cricket bats for Christmas, please. Bye. Bye. William, age seven, from Robina. In the North Pole, head elf can't believe what he's seen. Another two children have seen Santa fleeing. Hello, Santa. My name is Olivia and I'm six and a half. I love horseback riding and would love new boots for Christmas. I went to the Royal Queensland Show, Eka. Did you go too? I'm pretty sure I, sh- I saw you riding a horse while eating a hot dog. Was that really you? Love, Olivia, from Mount Gravat. Hi, Santa. I am eight and I would love a real duck for Christmas. My grandpa and I were watching the ducks at Springbrook National Park when we saw a big red sleigh on the other side of the pond. I... Heard the park. Ranger said sleighs do not float. Was that you, James, from Badena? The holiday's is over. The shopping is done. Queensland was brilliant. They had so much fun. Now they are at home. Head, head elf let Santa know. He's been spotted by che- Queensland... By children in Queensland. Oh, no. Emma, age seven. Noah, age five. Bella, age five and a half. James, age eight. Olivia, age six and a half. William, age seven. Mrs. Claus says to Santa, I know what to do. We can make this all good with a letter or two. When When Christmas arrives, all the children who wrote get one extra gift. And inside is a note. Hello, little one. On my summer break, I was I like getting away. So I go to Queensland. So I go to Queensland. The best place to stay. There's so much in Queensland I like to see. There's really no place I'd rather be. So keep a lookout because you never know. If, I'm, I'm, if I might be somewhere that you like to go, and if you can find time, I like, I like nothing better than hearing from you. So write me a letter. Merry Christmas. Love, Santa. And that was the end of the book. I really hope you enjoyed it and I hope you learned some new countries. Um, about Australia and cities that you might have not known about. So, um, yeah, I hope you liked it. And if you want to send in voice messages, um, feel free to. I mean, I'm accepting anything. And you've got to tell me, like, what book you want. You can't just say, I want a book and I can choose it. You have to tell me what you want and tell me if you want me if you want me to say your name or you gotta tell me but guys i really hope you enjoyed today's episodes and bye stay safe hello everybody today this isn't an episode today we're not going to be reading a book I I would just like to say thank you to all of you who have listened to my podcast. I know I've only uploaded two videos so far, but if you've listened to them, thank you very much, and I really appreciate it. I've started up a team at my school, and um, they've all been so excited about this. So, I have just started one up, and I hope you loved it. And we are going to be reading loads more stuff from now on, and I'm going to read at least once a day, if not more. Then um, I will be reading books from ages roughly three to 11s or 12s and we're gonna be reading part series like I think I do like seven episodes in here for example and then move on to series two but yeah but the whole concept is I just love to say thank you to all of you who have listened to my podcast and i really appreciate it so i hope you enjoy your day and bye hello everybody today we are going to be reading (coughs) today we're going to be reading a book that was made specially for me and it's called liam saves christmas so let's begin Each and every Christmas Eve, Eve, the day before Christmas Eve, Santa checked his list to see which boy or girl had been extra good. Whoever was at the top of the list would be invited to Lapland to meet all the reindeer, eh, elves, and, of course, Santa himself. And at the very top of the list, there was a little boy called Liam. Rudolph, the fastest of all the reindeer, flew straight to his house and popped him on the back. Then, as quick as a flash, they zoomed back to Lapland. He had a fantastic day at Lapland, helping the elves prepare the presents for all the good boys and girls. Early on Christmas Eve morning, Santa was about to get dressed when he realised something went wrong. His bright red suit was gone. Santa looked in his wardrobe, but it wasn't there. Then he looked on the back of his door. He even looked under his bed, but his suit was nowhere to be found. Oh no! This is a ter- this is terrible! Exclaimed Santa. I can't deliver Christmas presents without my suit on. A very red face and worried—a very red-faced and worried Santa called for Liam and the elves to come into the grotto's great hall to tell them the awful news that his suit was missing. Santa asked all his little helpers to try and find the suit or he would have to cancel Christmas. Santa didn't want to cancel Christmas, so he tried on a green elf suit, but it was too small. Then he tried on Mrs Claus's dress, but it was too short. Finally, he tried on Rudolph's Bl- Favorite blanket, but it was too big, too itchy, and very smelly. Santa didn't know what to do. Liam and the elves looked over, looked all over Santa's grotto. They looked in the toy making room. They looked in the kitchen. Um, they looked in the present wrapping room. They looked in Santa's workshops. They even looked in the reindeer's stinky stables, but Santa's. St- suit was nowhere to be found. Liam noticed two tiny elves. They were hiding something behind their backs. Liam said hello to the elves. What are you hiding behind your backs? The sorry looking elves showed Liam what they were hiding. It was Santa's bright red suit. It was as tiny as a baby's beard. The elves explained to Liam that they had been trying to help Santa by washing his suit, but it had shrunk. Now they didn't know what to do. Suddenly, Liam had a fantastic idea. Liam asked asked the two elves to go and look for some white tinsel, some black ribbon, some shiny gold paper, and three different coloured baubles. Then bring them to Santa's workshop as quickly as possible. The elves found everything on the list and placed each one on the work shop table. Perfect," said Liam as he pulled out a huge piece of red material and put it on the table. "We're going to make Santa a brand new suit," he said. They glued the tinsel, tied the ribbon, and cut the shiny gold paper. Then they sewed on the bright ball ba- balls. Finally, it was all finished. But had they? Made it in t- in time. A very nervous Santa looked at the big cuckoo clock on the wall. It would soon to it would it would soon be too late to start delivering the presents. Santa was going to have to cancel Christmas. Just as he was telling the reindeer the bad news, they might not be flying this year. Christmas is cancelled. S- Christmas is cancelled. Santa was taken aback as Liam and his two helpers ran into the room with his brand new bright red suit. It It had a tinsel collar and cuffs, A belt and a buckle made of shiny gold paper. Santa was very surprised and extremely happy. He tried on his new suit. It was perfect. Ho, ho, ho. Santa was smiling again, and so were all the elves, reindeer and Mrs. Claus, because Santa was back on. "'Thank you so much. You have saved Christmas,' exclaimed Santa as he climbed into the sleigh to head off to deliver the presents. But where did he find the fabric? Liam just smiled as he got ready to make his way back home. "'Eek!' cried Mrs. Claus. "'Who cut this giant hole in my curtains?' the end i really hope you enjoyed that book um and it had my name in it quite a bit i really hope you enjoyed today's video if you did um then can you please send in a voice message i'm not forcing you to i'm just like i'd like to get messages from you Uh, like book requests of a book you might want me to read. Because my book is like a library right now. I have loads of books. I have got Harry Potter. Loads of Harry Potter. Um. Diary of Wimpy Kid. Diary of Wimpy Kid I mean. Raja. Poor loads. David Baddy Elbert. Loads. So if you want a book to, for, to request. I will. I might read it if I have it. But, yeah. Bye. Hello, everybody. Today we are going to be reading Marvel Spider-Man Mega Meltdown. Let's begin. New York City was in the middle of a heat wave, but Spider-Man hadn't broken the sweaters he'd stopped two bank robbers. Despite the heat, Spider-Man noticed the criminals were shivering. If we're going to be stuck here, how about some... ''Some some more webbing, huh?'' one of them asked. ''Why were those guys acting like it's been cold out?'' thought Spider-Man. ''It's been a scorcher for weeks.'' As he swung closer to Times Square, Spidey's spider sense began to tingle. The wind whipped around him as the temperature steadily dropped. Just then, Spider-Man came across the source of the strange weather. A gigantic portal had opened up in the sky, sending flurries of snow down onto the city. Loki, the trickster, god of Asgard, was standing on top of a skyscraper, clutching a cosmic cube. Ah, the spider, I invite you to witness the start of my glorious reign, Loki said proudly with with Earth. Destroy those pesky adventures. Will be out of my way. Yeah, right," said Spider-Man. "What are a few snowflakes going to do?" "Just wait till you meet my friends," replied Lottie. Cackling, the ground began to rumble as Lottie lifted up the cosmic tube. Suddenly, a horde of frost giants leapt from the portal, crushing parts cars as they lumbered through the streets. Frightened tourists <coughs> ran for cover as sparks down from collapsing billboards rains down upon the chaotic scene. Meet the Frost Giants of Jotun, said Lottie. Now I have the Cosmic Cube; they are under my control. Spider-Man knew there was only one thing to do. Swip, Spidey shot his web through the air. He sailed over the Times Square, straight towards one of the giants. Hey, Snowball, over here, shouted Spider Man. As he got closer, the giant swung his massive club towards the web singer. Whoa, do I look like a bud that needs swatting? joked Spidey. Well, I can't blame you, I guess. The mindless giants paid him no attention. They were only concerned with destroying the city. I don't have enough webbing left to tie up Frosty and friends, thought Spidey, but this should slow them down. Spider-Man fired a web across two buildings. He hoped that this barrier would stop the Frost Giants' march through the streets. It looks like the Frost Giants were going to were finally going to be stopped when, boom! Spider-Man was shocked to witness the Frost Giant's web, um, Frost Giant step on his web barrier, causing his two billboards to crash to the ground. Just then, Spider-Man spotted an Avengers twin jet flying over. ''It's about time,'' said Spidey. He knew that with friends like the Avengers, Loki and his snow buddies didn't stand a chance. Spider-Man approached the jet as it landed on the nearby rooftop. As the cargo ramp lowered, Spider-Man saw only one hero. One very small hero. ''So what's the situation here?'' said a tiny voice. Ant-Man said, "Spider-Man, short. Where are the other Avengers? They're busy," said that, They're busy with Thanos," said Ant-Man. That guy never takes a day off. Nick Fury and and said, called and said there was some trouble in the city. I'm here to to back you up, pal. No offence, but I was expecting some bigger guns, said Spider Man. How are two buds gonna stop three giants? Well, looks like these two buds are all New York City has today, replied Ant Man, grinning. Spider Man knew Ant Man was right. Two heads were were definitely better than one. So Ant Man grabbed onto Spidey's suit, and the bud duo swung backwards to the w- wintry chaos. Look out, Ant Man exclaimed as one of the frost giants threw a car at the approaching superheroes. Way ahead of you, Spider Man responded as he swiftly dodged the heavy vehicle. But this heavy snowball isn't making anything easier. Any ideas? Well, if they want to head to a central park, I can send in some ants to ruin their picnic," said Ant Man sarcastically. "It's not warm. It's not warm enough for a picnic," said Spider Man. "But wait, that gives me an idea. How much do you know about electricity?" "More than you, kid," Ant Man replied. "I think I know where you're going to go. Going with this." Abandoned attacks from Loki's Frost Giant, Spidey swung towards Time's Tower, the brightest building in the city. As Spider-Man approached the tower, Ant-Man was able to jump just before Frost Giant grabbed Spider-Man's webbing. The giant pulled the webs, yanking Spidey off the tower. Oomph, Spider-Man exclaimed as he crashed onto the hard cement. Ant-Man knew Spider-Man couldn't hold back the giants for long. He squeezed inside the bright billboard. Once inside, the small hero was able to hack into the main power grid. Hey, Big Bully, shouted Ant-Man. How about we turn up the heat? Suddenly, Times Square lit up. The lights became brighter and brighter until the glare from all the billboards were was blinding. Hit with 161 megawatts of power. The frost giant quickly began to shrink until they vanished. Your frost giant should have brought some sunscreen, Loki Joke. Lotty. Joke, Spidey. The spider roared, Loki, You did this? Spider-Man quickly shot a web straight towards Loki. I had some help. Not bad for two buds, huh? With Lottie tied up by webbing, Spider Man grabbed up the Cosmic Cube and opened a portal to send the villain back to Jonahemon. I'll be back, Spider Man, cried Lottie as he disappeared into the portal. Man, we deserve a break after saving the world from Lottie. Said Ant-Man. "You were right," replied Spider-Man. "But we need to reserve, restore power too." "Yeah," but first, Spider," said Ant-Man, mocking Loki's voice. "My aunts and I challenge you, challenge thee to a snowball fight. You're on." And that's the end of um the book. I really hope you enjoyed it today. Um. I hope you liked it um, and I really um, and I really want you to leave in a voice message, subscribe and give us a few stars because because and give us some things that you don't really like about the podcast so we can so we can help it grow and improve it. Bye.